Welcome to our teaching today, where Christ's Word is the center of our world. We are about to listen to the undiluted Word of God from the throne of grace with Pastor Philip Ransom Bello. I want to come down. So is it okay I come down? Francis, can you help me so that I can, I can be more in touch with us this morning? Thank you. Thank you, Dave. Hallelujah. Now, we'll begin from, uh, yes, it's perfect. Praise the Lord. We'll begin from John chapter 16 and verse, John chapter 16 and verse 12. This is Jesus speaking to his disciples. But at the time he's talking to them, there is something he says that is very key. He says, I I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. Now, Jesus is saying here that the more he has to give, their capacity is not there to handle the more that he has to give. So he has a period of three and a half years, which he does his ministry. And at the end of the three and a half years, Jesus says that there is still more that I have to say, but you can't take them now. So the problem was not from Jesus's end, but the problem was from the end of the hearers. So let's see verse 13. Verse 13 says, however, When he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak. And he will tell you things to come. Now, Jesus is saying that when the Holy Spirit comes, he will bring you into all truth. That you would have the capacity to now understand the things that he wanted to share. So when God was saying to us, I mean, God spoke powerfully through our father, Bishop Bishop Branson Bello. He called me, I think it was last week, and he said, this year is our year of celebration and enlargement. But when he said that, I knew that it was a call for capacity inside of you. It's a year where you're going to expand your capacity for the truth. Is a, a year where you have to be led strictly by the Holy Spirit and not carnally. The year where you would give yourself to spiritual training so that your mind becomes one with Christ. Yeah, so there is little or nothing even God can do with a man who doesn't see beyond where he is. Little or nothing. And I'm saying to myself, but this is Jesus talking to his disciples. Why can't Jesus force into the people that are hearing him these things that he has to say? It doesn't work that way. So there is a place of capacity that God has called you to come into So that you can harness all of the things that God wants you to be. Please hear this. 
it is never a word problem. It's always a heart problem. Because the word will never change. The word is never going to be different. The word has been tried and true. From generation to generation. It's passed through fire seven times and it has come out pure. But there is something that must change and that is your heart. So a man who doesn't have vision cannot see beyond where he is. A renewed mind cannot have all that God has given. So it's your year of celebration and enlargement, but it's a call for capacity enlargement. Somebody say amen. So he says, however, when he, the spirit of truth has come, he will guide you into all truth for he will not speak of his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak and he will tell you things to come. God has given us a word, but that word will produce different results based on the state of your heart. Because to some, um, they would yield 100%. Some would yield 60 Some would yield 40. Same word. But the difference is going to be clear. So what's the difference in the percentage output or in the productivity is the state of the heart. If you are ready to receive and see what is yours in the scripture, you would experience it. Because the word of God is true. I I made up my mind long time ago that I would hold the word of God on surface value. In other words, if I see the word of God, if this is what God's word says about me, I would choose to believe it in the face of the greatest opposition or in the face of my greatest contrary feeling to the word of God. So, I want you to be so intertwined with God's word this year because that's the source of your capacity enlargement. Are you still here? So God is saying, I, I, I don't want you to do 30% this year. I want you to do 100. 100%. You see, there are many versions of you that you have not even come into yet. And these versions of you, you know, the operations of who you are in Christ is not yet a reality to some of you. Because your spirit is one with Christ. From the moment you got born again, one with Christ. Every experience of Christ is what your spirit man stands to experience. You know, like I always say when I teach, that there is a part of you that is an absolute joy. That is not in touch with your mind yet. So the more you press into revelation of God's word. You begin to come into reality of that part of you that is an absolute joy. There's a part of you that is an absolute freedom. Freedom from fear. Freedom from anxiety. Freedom from fear of the future. Freedom from whatever it is. There's a part of you that has what it takes to enjoy everything that God is. There's a part of you that needs to open to the love of God so strongly and so deeply. Somebody say amen. So my prayer for you is that 
you're going to grow in capacity. I was talking to the workers, I think it was on Friday. I said, listen, our year of celebration and enlargement, but it is capacity. Because if you're going to build a tall building, the first thing you're going to do is foundation. So before you go up, you're going to go down. And in your going down is digging in the word. Getting, getting so familiar with the word that the word of God becomes your reflexes. The word of God becomes your default thinking. The scripture becomes your thoughts. You are so married to God's word. You know. So, Jesus said, I cannot tell you all things because you can't take them. There was a time Paul got to the Corinthian church and he said to them, there are some things I want to tell you, but because you are carnal, I can't tell you those things. So Paul changed his message. (laughs) Paul changed his message because carnality cannot receive spirituality. Carnality would always be, spirituality would always be foolishness to carnality. So, your spirit man has to be exercised this year. Because you need that enlargement of heart. That enlargement of spirit to be in the fullness of God. Somebody say amen. So he says, where there is still bitterness, envy, malice, strife amongst you. I I can't tell you what I really want to tell you because I see that you are babies. But to be carnally minded is death. To be spiritually minded is life and peace. So the beginning of this is understanding that there is the need for your capacity in your spirit so that you can have all. Now, understand this. God has already given you all things. Okay? But that doesn't mean you experience all things. God has already given you all things. Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 3. Let's see that together. Blessed be God who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. So, you are in Christ... Therefore, he has blessed you with all spiritual blessings. But that doesn't necessarily mean that you are experiencing everything that he has blessed you with. So that's why in this same Ephesians 1, this is verse 3 now. If you go all the way down to verse 17, let's see verse 17. And the God and Father of Lord Jesus Christ will give of glory may give you the spirit of wisdom. Huh? And what? Revelation in the knowledge of him. Okay? In the knowledge of Christ. Look at verse 18. That the eyes of your understanding has to be enlightened. That you may know the hope of his calling. What are the riches of the glory of the inheritance in the saints? Hmm. So God has given you all things positionally. But your eyes need to be open to these things that you have in Christ. You need to be one with them. You need to be conscious of them to experience it. Because your consciousness determines your reality. Somebody say amen. 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 12. 
First Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 12. In fact, let's start from verse 9. Let's start from verse 9. It says, but as it is written, I, I want to, this is somebody's life that I'm about to read right now. I don't know who is ready to take it. I has not seen, nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love them. Hmm. No eyes have seen what you are about to come into. Look, I don't care your experiences. I don't care how much you think you know. There is more in God. There is more in God. There is more to experience in Christ. <laughs> there is more to come to know about him. Because that's why Paul calls this riches. The unsearchable riches of his grace. Unsearchable. You cannot exhaust the riches of God's grace. It's so much. How can Paul come to the end of his life and he will say that I may know him. Not at the beginning of conversion where he met Jesus Christ on his way to Damascus. This was on his, the end part of his life before he said my life was poured out as a drink offering. He said that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering. That I may be made conformable to his death. Paul is saying that I still don't know this God. Ooh, so much to know about him. And if there is much to know about him, it means there is much about me. Because the more I know him, the more I know me. One pastor said that, you know, the angels in heaven, when they see the revelation of God, the the, the 24 elders, the angels, some of the cherubims, uh, some of those angels, some of them have six wings, right? Two wings cover their face. Two wings cover their feet and the other two wings, they fly with it. So six wings. And they cover their face because they cannot see and behold constantly the glory of God. So the 24 elders are all, always in a bowing position. The pastor said that they, they, when they bow, they lift up their head. They see a version of God that they, they did not know before. Because, yes, he doesn't change, but he is unsearchable. Yet God is not changing in the essence of who he is, but you cannot fathom him. You cannot understand him. You cannot his spirit. So when they bow down, they lift up their heads, they see a different version of God. That's what the scripture is saying about you, that eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, nor have entered into the heart of What's the word you see there? Has entered into the heart of who? Talk to me everybody. Man. Now we're going to know what kind of man this is. You see, there are some things about God and about you that man does not know. (laughs) So who is this man now? The carnal man. The things which God has prepared for those who love him. So the carnal man cannot understand what you have come into. It's impossible. That's why if you as a believer, even though you are positionally in Christ, if you stay carnal, you can't know you. Because there is a version of you that is in spiritual reality in all richness when it comes to God. 
So you have to come into that realm of your spirituality and oneness with Christ to appreciate who you are. Hey. So don't think your education defined you. Don't think your school, the school you went, went to, gave you a definition. Don't think your friends defined you. Don't think even your husband defines you. Don't think your girlfriend defines you. Don't think your dad defines you. Even the parents of Jesus did not really understand him. There were some things that when the mother of Jesus saw Jesus do, the Bible says that she kept these things in her heart. Said, this boy is strange. From the beginning, he gave me trouble, but he's strange. (laughs) Eyes have not seen. Pastor Paul, eyes have not seen. Eyes have not seen. Come on, call your name. Say, eyes have not seen. Ears have not heard. It has not entered into the hearts of man what God has in store for me. Come on now. Nobody knows. Nobody knows. It's your year of celebration and enlargement. Then look at verse 10. Look at verse 10. It says, but God. (laughs) So even though eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, but see what the Bible says. It says, but God has revealed to you through his spirit, which Jesus said that I want to tell you some things, but you cannot know them because the spirit has not yet come. So that spirit in you is your capacity for access into the things that you have. So it says, but God has revealed to them through, through his spirit. For the spirit searches all things. Yes. The deep things of God. No more shallow waters. No more shallow things anymore. I'm talking about your year of enlargement. Who is saying yes to this? No more shallowness. No more shallowness. You, I mean, you've been enjoying the surface of God and it's been good enough. If the surface of God has brought you this far, how much more the deep things? Come on now. How much more the deep things? So it says the deep things, you're going to scratch them. You're going to tap into them. Many of you, to be like a gold mine, you hit. And the moment light pops into your spirit, you can never go back. This is how revelation works. The way revelation works, the proof you know you had a revelation is when you can go back on something. That's one of the ways you know you just caught something. That's what Steph and Audacity were singing. That he has rescued my life and I'm never going back. <laughs> that song we used to sing, I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back. No turning back. That decided is not willpower of my decision. The decided is revelation that is making it look like a firm decision. You can't go back. So if you see light of who you are, the riches of the glory of the inheritance in the saints, when you see that, ah, this thing is my inheritance. I was born to have this. You can't go back. There are some of you, nothing will change on the, on the outside, but everything will change on the inside. And when that happens, your attitude is going to change. When your attitude changes, you begin to attract the things that you've been praying for. 
Mm. The moment you get a job, you've not resumed office, but you've gone to buy work dress. You've gone to buy a shoe. <laughs> You're already rehearsing. I mean, when I started my first job uh, in University of Benin Teaching Hospital back then, and we were told the salary that we're going to be paid. <laughs> First, my walking step changed. They've not paid me. <laughs> they haven't paid, but you know, you're already behaving like you have it. Why? Because it's done positionally. You're just waiting for the experience. You already know it's yours. Somebody say amen. <laughs> Bishop Bali was telling me how back then, um, I think youth service when he was sent to Gombe for his youth service, monthly allowance was about three five or so. How much is it now? Huh? Why? You guys really <laughs> wow. Thirty three K back then, maybe about three something back then. And they now increase the salary from three something to eight K. Ah, come on now. <laughs> he said he started borrowing <laughs> on top of the promise of 8k that's what the government promised that they would give new alawi government didn't give them that month so he was in debt of a borrowing of a promise what I'm saying does not make sense now but you understand what I'm saying he was in debt because they promised him. <laughs> you know how when you are hungry, you are eating with your mind. You know when you want to, maybe you go on a buffet. Yeah? And then you have your plate. You are packing. You are just packing. It's your mind that is hungry. By the time you start, you can't even finish it. If you are like that, say yes. Yes! <laughs> you know some people just talk in church. They don't even know when they talk. Just because pastor says say yes. Somebody say yes. Yes. Did you hear what the pastor said you should say yes for? <laughs> Praise the Lord. Listen, you're going to scratch the deep things of God. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Now you know that the spirit of God searches all things. Even the deep things of God. Even the deep things of God. So I'm trying to let you know that the Holy Spirit in you is not the spirit of a man. You were born by your mother. You are born again by the Spirit. So the born again means that you have an additional spirit to your human spirit. Your human spirit has access to the Holy Spirit that has access to the Spirit of God that has access to God so you now understand the things of God because you have the Holy Spirit. You know, if, if we were dogs, Jesus would have been a dog. Because to save a dog, the father has to come in the form and likeness of dog to save dogs. Whether you are from any race, Rottweiler, Bingo. <laughs> Did I just say Bingo. <laughs> I was almost going to say, ask your neighbor, which one are you? But don't, don't try that. 
You know, no matter what race of dog you belong to, you know, there's a, there's a difference between Topsy. Pastor Shalas' dog back in the day was called Topsy. That dog was one of the most beautiful things I had ever seen. Back then in Kano. The dog had hair. Hi. Very fine dog. I just don't know dogs, so I can't tell you the brand. Sorry, the breed. <laughs> Calm down. <laughs> I can't tell you the, the brand. <laughs> you know, when you are talking, um, what's it called? When you're talking uh, equipments, your head is on. You're a pastor. It's brand many times that is coming to your spirit. And then you can say brand for almost anything. That dog was so fine. Then we had one local dog in our street. <laughs> That's when I knew the difference between dogs and dogs. There is dog and there is dog. But listen, having the Spirit of God is your access into all things. Look at the next verse. Let me show you something. See, I'm excited for you because this new year, you will present to many things. Now it says, for what man knows the things of a man except the Spirit of a man? Now, it says, only the spirit of man knows man. Which is in him. Even so, no one knows the things of God, except the spirit of God. Which you have. So, now look at verse, verse 12. It says, now we have received not the spirit of the world. It now moves from man to world. It tells you that what is in the spirit of the world is the spirit of man. Are you still here? But the spirit who is from God, that we might know the things, come on now, that are what? Freely given to us by God. God has already given you, and it is free. See, let's put it this way. The gospel is free, but it's not cheap. What Christ did is free for you, but it's not cheap. You know, many times people like to underlook or underrate free things. That's why this gospel we are preaching, they don't like to hear the gospel because the gospel is free. It tells you that you don't need to do anything positionally to have all you have in Christ. Every human being wants to hear that he has to do something. If I tell you, bring water, holy water now, to step into portals. <laughs> Many of you believe that that is Rema Depth. <laughs> you see, this pastor, he understands some things. Because you see, if I, they, they will tell some of you, go and take your bath with salt. Do it for six days. When you do it, you come and kneel. Look at you. They will tell you, they'll tell you all kinds of things. But when you mention that these things in Christ is free. First of all, it's annoying to the flesh because your flesh wants to do. Now, here they get the balance. I want you to get the balance. When it comes to the provision from God, it is free. 
The Holy Spirit now begins to teach you how to access it. Is the accessing that looks like work, but it's not really work. It's you just accessing what you already have. You're not the one providing it. So the accessing is your receiving. So don't confuse your receiving for work. Your receiving may look like fasting, but it's not work. Your receiving may look like prayer, but it's not work. That's why prayer is not work. Prayer is grace. I give you one million naira today. How do you access it? You just go get it. It's either you hold your phone and you do the work. Or you go to the bank. That going to the bank is prayer. Because you already have it. So these things are freely given to you. Somebody say it's freely given to me. Hallelujah. So God is enlarging your capacity. Psalms 18 verse 36. Let me share some of your experiences with the word. See what the Bible here says. This is for some of you. Maybe for all of you. I don't know. Say you enlarged my path under me, so my feet did not slip. See, you know, apart from God enlarging your capacity, He's enlarging your path. So that you're not walking on narrow heights. You know, there are many times God blesses people, but because of uncertainty of the blessing, they are not sure if they are going to stay there. Have you ever been afraid of success so much that falling down is easier than climbing up? Climbing up is tough, but it's so easy to fall. But he says, let's see the amplified version. He says that the Lord will enlarge the ground you are standing on. Hallelujah. He says, you have given plenty of room for my steps. So when I tell you that your steps are ordered by the Lord, I'm letting you know that there is assurance in every step that you take. That my feet will not sleep. And the way I see the, the picture of what I see with many of you is that God is going to give you many options. Okay, because there will be a connectivity. There will be a network of stability for you. There will be a connection of making your foot firm on the ground. It means that when you are standing on the ground, it is not just one thing that is holding you. Somebody might tell you, I know your secret. But the person doesn't know your secret because there are many things that are working to keep you where you are. He says that I'm enlarging your ground. If you read the psalmist, one of the blessings of the psalmist, um, the blessings of the person who the psalmist is talking about. He says that the Lord has given you the feet of the deer. Or he has given you a hind's feet. What does that mean? So that your feet is like the feet of the deer. It has a broad surface that it doesn't just sleep anyhow. But apart from your feet being broad or giving you the feet of the deer. He said I'm putting you on a broad ground. That's your portion this year. God is enlarging your ground. Somebody say with me, say, God is enlarging my ground. 
say it until it makes sense to you. Say God is enlarging my my ground. Oh, hallelujah. Hey, that means when one thing stops working, another will just pick up. Because you can't fall. You can't fall. You can't sleep. I mean, one source of income is coming your way and all of a sudden there is global recession. God says, I will create another sustainability plan for you. Because your ground which you are standing on is enlarged. Praise God. He's enlarging my ground. God is enlarging my ground. Oh, hallelujah. Glory to God. You will testify that he's enlarging your ground. That he's enlarging our ground. Psalms chapter 4 and verse 1. Psalms chapter 4 and verse 1. This answer me when I call, O God of my righteousness. Use the King James Version. Hear me when I call, O God of my righteousness. You have delivered me in distress. Use the King James, not the new King James. There's a word that I'm looking for. Yeah. This is the King James. Yeah. It says, thou has enlarged me when I was in distress. Listen, trials will not quench your spirit this year. Don't let it. Anything you go through this year, know that it is a tool for your enlargement. So in distress, in the place where you are not comfortable, in the place where you are burdened, It is God's tool for your enlargement. You know, God is not only interested in the things that happen to you. He's interested in what you become. So God wants you to expand. A lot of you say that God is the reason why you're going through what you're going through. Or God sent the trial your way. God never sends trials. But he uses trials. So the fact that God is a master in dealing with problems shouldn't make you think he's the one who originated the problem. Hmm. You know, like I was saying yesterday, God could have taken the children of Israel through the easy path. But he said, if they face the enemy on that easy path, they will go back. So what am I going to do? I'm going to take them through a longer route. So spend 40 years, something that should have required only 40 days. Journey of wilderness was just 40 days according to normal geographical plan. But it took 40 years because God wanted to build them. In the 40 years. Listen. God is enlarging you. In the face of trials. So that. Even when the trials. Don't change. You are forged. I know what I'm saying. may not be comfortable with some people. There's a wisdom of God. Three. 
directions when it comes to mountain. So when you see a mountain, it's either God needs to give you a wisdom to go around that mountain. Or number two, God is going to give you the strength to break the mountain. Or number three, God is going to give you capacity to handle the mountain. So the mountain is not going anywhere. But you are there. And you are strong. It's the same thing that Paul said. When I prayed about something three times, the Lord didn't answer him. So what the Lord said to him is that my grace is sufficient for you. This thing you are asking me to change, I won't change it. We believers need to get comfortable with that sometimes. Because it's not everything that will change. But you will change. And the moment you change, you come into largeness of soul. Largeness of heart. You are now able to deal with certain things that you couldn't deal with before. Come on, are you still here? So the enlargement that we're talking about is not just enlargement of things all around you. It's enlargement of your personality. Enlargement of your capacity. That he gives you the grace to handle certain things. Where God is bringing many of you now, if he brought you there five years ago, it would have crushed you. But because he processed you, God is a God of power, but he's also a God of process. So he allowed you to go through process so that you can stand certain things. You know, the problem with many of you is you just want to jump and arrive. You are seeing someone else's result, but you're not seeing the person's process. And you just want to arrive where the person is because God is a God of now, now. Sharp, sharp God. Many times God will have you go through process. Process. So that you can build, you can grow, you can expand. God wants to learn, God wants you to learn how to be comfortable under somebody else. You know, I, I know that you would have your own, but he may want you to work with someone now. I know you want to be your own boss, but he wants you to learn how to take the insult under another boss so that you don't insult your staff. (laughs) God is trying to teach you. The mountain may not change, the mountain may not move, but he will give you the capacity. And guess what? When you are enlarged, on the outside, people cannot see the mountain again. Think about what I just said. There are many of you, when they look at you, people cannot tell the depth of challenges you're dealing with. Because of this inner strength of capacity that you have, you make it look easy. But if they come and stand where you are standing... They will feel the breeze and the heat on your forehead, on their foreheads. Some can't even take it. God is going to bless you this year. But every blessing may come with a burden. You want a child. Your parlor may not always be clean. Come on now. 
You want God to elevate you and promote you. But you want to wake up every day by 1 p.m. Something has to change. Something has to give. Capacity has to grow. The Bible says that Jesus increased, he enlarged in stature, in favor with God and in favor with man. God is saying, go take the course. You are saying the nations are coming to me. God promised you that you're going to sit on the throne and you kill a Goliath. But you're not dealing with the bear and the lion at the backside of the desert yet. So, you see, your lions are facing you every day. Stop waiting for Goliath. I'm waiting for my Goliath. (laughs) Stop waiting for your Goliath. Kill the bear. Kill the lion. Because every day where you have to deal with these things, it is preparation for you. So God has enlarged your heart. First Samuel chapter 2 and from verse 1. Let me show you something else. And Hannah prayed and said, My heart rejoiceth in the Lord. Mine horn is exalted in the Lord. My mouth is enlarged now. Now I told you that your feet can be enlarged. Your ground can be enlarged. But here it is saying that my mouth is enlarged. Over mine enemies because I rejoice in thy salvation. What is this saying? He's saying that you will learn how to talk this year. Your mouth has to be enlarged this year. Your mouth has to be bogus when it comes to the things that pertain to your salvation. You must be a good confessor. Did I get that right? You must be a good talker of your salvation. You must learn how to wake up in the morning and say, I'm the righteousness of God in Christ. I am blessed above all. I am exalted. I'm victorious all the time. God has favored me. God has kept me. God has lifted me. My sins are forgiven. What is the lamb that was slain? You must learn how to talk to yourself this year. Enlarge your mouth. Enlarge your mouth. God hasn't given you your mouth only just to eat, but he's given you your mouth to create. That's what your words are for. So enlarge your mouth. Come on, tell your neighbor, say, enlarge your mouth. He says that mine horn is exalted in the Lord. My mouth is enlarged over your enemies. Listen, don't let things talk you down. Talk back. Did you notice when David was facing Goliath? Goliath will talk, David will talk back. Goliath will speak, David will speak back. Your Goliath will not appear to you physically. Your Goliath might be your fears. Talk back to your fears. Speak to yourself. I cannot be subdued. I cannot be afraid. I cannot be put down the way I was put down in 2022 or in the past few years. This year is my year of enlargement. You must say it to yourself. You must believe it. You must mean it. You must speak it. You must declare it. Let it be your confession. Let your mouth be enlarged this year. Don't let Satan outwit you with his talk. I've always said something to you that whenever you're having negative thoughts, those are not just thoughts. Those are words. 
There are words that are coming in form of thoughts. There are words from another man's mouth that is not going into your ears, but coming into your heart. So there are still words. You reply words with words. So talk to your thoughts. Learn how to pack your thoughts. I've told you this before. When you wake up in the morning and then a certain fear comes to the forefront of your mind. You must pack that thought. How do you pack a thought? Give it an answer. Because the next morning when you wake up, it comes up stronger. So you don't want to allow thoughts to linger. You must learn to talk to them. Hallelujah. So God has given me enlargement of mouth. First Kings chapter 4 and verse 29. First Kings chapter 4 and verse 29. And God gave Solomon wisdom and understanding exceeding much and largeness of heart. Even as the sand that is on the seashore. See, God was going to bless Solomon. But Solomon needed to have a large heart to handle the blessing. So God gave Solomon largeness of heart. Um, For many of you, you're going to come into largeness of heart um, for the purpose of what God is giving you. So when you start to feel certain passions or compassions, understand that it is for the sake of what God has called me to do. Hallelujah. Say my heart is enlarged. Say my mouth is enlarged. My ground is enlarged. My feet is enlarged. My mind is enlarged. My life is enlarged. Praise God. I'm going to stop here today. You're going to come into the deep things of God. And one of the ways you access it is by prayer. I'll teach you further in the year that one major way to access what God has given you is in the place of prayer. Many times when you come before God in prayer, if you're going to pray carnally, you're going to pray your foremost desires and fears. That's why I like to pray in tongues. Because when I pray in tongues, I'm able to pick the mind of God. What is the uppermost thing in the mind of God for me now? That's what it is. So when I pray in the Holy Spirit, God begins to show me focus on this area. If I pray in tongues, help you know what to pray for. Because we do not know what we ought to pray as much as we should pray. But the Spirit of God helps us so that we can know what to pray about. Somebody say hallelujah. So welcome to your year of celebration and enlargement. Say, please say with me, say it is my year of celebration and enlargement. Glory to God. 
you're going to experience these things. Everything that you are in Christ, you would experience it. What is the lamb that was slain? You receive wisdom, you receive power, you receive riches, you receive glory, you receive blessing, you receive honor. It is yours in Christ. It is yours in Christ. Bow your heads down and just say, Father, open my eyes to the things that are mine. That I will come to understand them. I will come to see them. I will come to experience them. In the name of Jesus. This concludes this message. Thank you for listening and for more information about the Standpoint Church, visit our social media platform on www.facebook.com slash standpointabj, twitter.com slash standpointabj, instagram.com slash standpointabj, and on soundcloud.com slash standpointabj.